The following is a production of the Lance J Radio Network and Best in the World Sports, a division of Definitive Visions Multimedia. The opinions and views expressed are certainly those of the host and do not represent the views of Lance J Radio Network. Network. You're listening to Jones and Brown. Both of you are crazy. Both Mike Jones and John Brown. What's going on, everybody? We are back another week, another episode of Jonesy and Brown. I'm Mike Jones. With me, as always, my man, John Brown. JB, it's going to be a fun show tonight. You see, we got somebody with us. My man, Kelvin Green. We've known each other going back a couple decades at this point. This this man actually performed my wedding, so, you know. Oh, really? Absolutely. This is the so, you know, this is my man. But Sixers, we've been talking a lot of Eagles so far this season on the pod, JB. But Sixers just wrapped up the preseason, getting ready to start their regular season. So we got to start with a little Sixers talk before we get into the Eagles tonight. Okay. And for that, I got my man Kelvin Green with me. What's Kel, up? Philly guy, Philly mm-hmm. basketball guy, okay. to be more specific. Yes, so he sir. knows his stuff, then. He knows his stuff. All right. Hey, hey listen, I'm. I'm we gonna I'm, get into it in a little bit, but oh, you know. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so give me, give me, the, give me the lowdown. Give, give, give me his background and everything. Break that down. So let's see, Kel, you did what? High school ball? You did Methacton? I was in. Uh, I was at Perk Yeoman School, man. Perk. Mm-hmm. Okay, Perk. I always mix those two up. He was a Perk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm on. Yeah. I'm on that list with uh. With Kobe and Wilt and all these people, two thousand plus scorers in high school basketball. <laughs> so I'm Man's on these type top lists in high school performances. So I know a little. That's a mic drop that. right there. A, <laughs> when you can just, when you go walk into a basketball conversation and say, "Hey, my name is on a list with Kobe and Wilt." Right, right. You know. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. mic drop right there. I like that. <laughs> Kel might, Kelvin might not say this to you, JB, mm-hmm. but Kelvin was pro good. Okay. Like, okay. If, if, Kel, if Kel wanted to be a pro, he could have been a pro. All right. I, I believe you. Long story, man. Long story, man. We Maybe that's another show. But, yeah, mm-hmm. man, I played with all these guys, man. All these guys growing up, the guys that we watch. You know, a lot of my guys that we probably watch don't play as much anymore. Only person out really hang with now that or I'm good with is Kyle. He's still in the NBA, but a lot of my guys, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 38 now. So a lot of those guys are retired, but you know, yeah, we're not as young as we used to be, but right. you know, right. I, always, I always talk about like in the, in the nineties into like from honestly the early nineties, all through the decade, there mm-hmm. was a lot of good basketball coming out of this area. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and Kelvin yeah. was definitely a part of, a part of that. For like, sure. For sure, man. For we de- sure. we definitely that's something we need to do. We need to work on that for like later on down the line. We just need one big round table discussion on Philly hoops. Just that you oh, know, in the whole area, you know, that's Philly, fun. Montgomery County, Bucks County, Delco, Jer- mm-hmm. you know, South Jersey, whatever. Like that whole because we've had a couple of people, you know, with some influence and with some knowledge on the podcast over the last couple of years, and they've all been able to throw in a little, you know. Little here, little there. We yeah. need to just have that conversation. Just have it out. Who are the best players? What you know? Oh, oh man, we best players, best players feelings. of what you know, of, of, of what <laughs> you know, what area, what neighborhood, what position, you know, all that. Yes. We, we, 
that needs to happen. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a great conversation, man. You go, you might lose some friends over that one, but you know, <laughs> absolutely, I keep it a hundred, man. I keep it a hundred, man. I tell everybody who was nice, mm-hmm. who was hyped up. You know what I'm saying? Real, recognized, real. At the end of the day, man. So now, I, now, Kel, I got, I, I got to, I have to put this out here. When when Jonesy said he wanted to have you on the show, he brought up one, just one red flag. <laughs> okay. Just one. What's that? He said you played ball at Coppin State. Yeah. <laughs> that's what he said. And yeah, I told boy. him that's the wrong side of the city. That's, hey, you know. You Morgan guy? <laughs> yes, I am a Morgan guy. <laughs> I said that's the wrong side of the city, you know. Yeah, I, I never lost the Morgan, man. So, man, I'm sorry about that. I never lost the Morgan State. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you, did you play for Fang? Yeah, I was there with Fang, man. Nice. I, played, okay. I played two years, man. Then I ended up having a transfer. Long story with that, too. But, yeah, yeah, I played two years. It was about from 02. 02 is my, my red shirt year out there. 03, I was playing. 03, 03, 04. Yep. Okay. That's what's yeah. up. That's what's up. Well, when's got, the last got, time you touched the ball, Cal? Man. <laughs> Actually, man, I got in there like, I wasn't playing for months. And I got in there like last week sometime at the LA Fitness, man, with a couple of my boys. I was off work that day. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah, it was pretty fun. You have to let me know next time you go. I'm going to try and get out there. I need to get back in shape. Oh, say what? less, man. Say less. You, you, you're going to get out there and do what? <laughs> oh, man. See, here you go. See, no, no. Here, here's the here thing. you and go. It's, it's not that. This is where, where my trash talk with Jonesy comes from. It's not from a place where, you know, I, I think I could bust Jonesy's ass or something like that. I, I, it's not that, especially at this point. Right. I'm just saying, look, you old like me. Why don't you just sit down and just watch the guys play? Like, I'm, like if I say I'm gonna come through, I'm gonna come through with some snacks. Because the jump shot up. never goes away. That's why. No, the, it does the, go away. The, the jump your shot knees. never goes away. Your knees go away. I'm only five you're, you're, pounds above my player right weight. Playing weight right oh, now. Oh, that's so. crazy, man. That's a, that's a mic drop right there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Me too. Yeah, me too. Yeah, exactly. Aren't Aren't we all just five pounds over our playing weight? Yeah, hey, exactly. Man, I wish. I wish. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but Kel, let's get into it a little bit. The Sixers. We're gonna talk some ball. Talk some Sixers. They made a lot of moves this summer. It started with Harden opting out and being willing to take less money. And you know, for me, that's a conversation I have all the time. You. It, if you want to win, the easiest way is take less money. Right. Harden actually was willing to do that. Right. And then, then the general manager, who seemed almost at first folk determined to build Houston North, he brought in a, <laughs> a lot of guys he's already familiar with. Right. But you bring in P.J. Tucker, Daniel House, you, you brought in Montrez Harrell, a guy Doc Rivers has history with, and you didn't really lose much. What do you think of the changes the Sixers have made to the roster going into this year? I think they did <clears throat> as well as they could do. Um, I think they, you know, the big scope, I think he wanted to land a, a marquee talent. Um but I don't believe he was able to do that. So they kind of secured the roster, shored up the roster as much as they could, bringing in a veteran um, defender with just toughness, a dog mentality in uh, Tucker. You know, that was that was a really good move. 
You bring in Harold, he's another dog. You know what I mean? Bring some toughness to the table. So I think the identity that they wanted was we're not going to get punked around. And mm -hmm. as far as the Sixers traditionally, you got a, you got a lot of nice guys. You know, you got Embiid. He's a nice guy. He's a friendly guy. He's a fun guy. James Harden is, you know, he's not a he's not a dog in the sense of getting your face rah rah tough. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So they brought they brought in a couple guys to shore up that toughness part of it, and I think that's really important for their roster. Mm -hmm. So with that, so you, you definitely shored up the front court, your toughness, P.J. Tucker, you brought in a wing or two, Daniel House. But beyond Harden, you still don't really have, in my opinion, a point guard on the roster. Right. A, a, a true point. Do you think that the combination of guys like Maxi and – who else, who was the other guard they brought in this year? He brought in a guy oh. like Charlie Brown Jr. and these other guards they have. Isaiah, no, Isaiah Joe just got released today. Yeah. Melton was a good one. D'Anthony Melton. Yeah. yeah, that Shake Milton. Mm. You think these guys are going to be able to handle the, the rest of because you know Hard is going to do the bulk of it, but there's going to be have to be someone else to do some playmaking along the way. Do you right. think these guys are going to be up for the task? Because it's my opinion, the Sixers team goes as far as their guard play takes them. I mean, I, I respect that opinion, of course. Um, it's going to be interesting, man. I feel like James Harden is now in just facilitator mindset. And I feel like Doc Rivers is even trying to push him away from just being solely dominant on being a facilitator and just getting more in the swing of the game, just playing his natural game. Mm -hmm. um, now, as far as the bench is concerned. I'm never high on Shake Mil Milton. I'm not really high on him. Um, but I like Melton. I like DeAnthony. Is it DeAnthony Melton? Yes. Um, yeah, I, I really like him. I like his energy. I like the fact that he can um he likes to score, but I see that he can be a facilitator as well. Um, so we need somebody with some poise to just change it up because we got a lot of combo guards, but the NBA is is shifting into a combo guard league at the mm -hmm. same time. So if you can uh, have a person that can just short play, 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 uh, you know, just adequate defense and uh, able to just to have a sense of calm on the floor on the second unit and uh, know who to get the ball to. I think we should be all right. So see, Melton is going to be a big, a big watch for me. So you said you you believe that uh, DeAndre, uh, nah, DeAnthony Melton, DeAnthony Melton is an upgrade over Shake, Shake Milton. What What is your issue with Shake Milton? I mean, he's been here for a couple of years. He's a little, you know, he's pretty po a popular guy. What's, what's your issue? Probably Shake. the same as mine. Yeah, I mean, see, I don't, I don't know yours, but I'm just going to say just far as watching him play over the years, mm -hmm. he's try to he tries to play outside of his skill set. Mm -hmm. So he, he, he he's attacking as if he's his athletic finisher, and he's not. Mm -hmm. Um... And then when he's not hitting his jump shot, he's not valuable because he's not a lockdown defender on one end. Uh, he's slow-footed. Um, and then he, he over-penetrates at times. And he's not an excellent facilitator. So he's a solid guard, but he's just another person that creates space because we believe he can shoot the ball well. He can handle mm -hmm. the ball pretty good, but he does nothing exceptionally well, whereas though we'll be like, yo, that's my backup point guard. Gotcha. You know, So just, just for me, he tries to play outside his game at times, and he speeds himself up. And he start he starts looking bad. Okay. Well, another uh I not quite sure if you want to call him 
an X factor, but he's being he's kind of considered an X factor is Tyrese Maxey. Mm-hmm. He's growing in popularity. People like him. And I, I think there's an expectation of him kind of rising to that next level. Do one, do you see that happening? Can you see that happening? And like, what, what are your thoughts of him as a player? This is interesting, right? Because I feel like, I feel like I, I'm trying, I'm, let me try to explain this. I feel like he has a Jalen Hurts um, okay. type of uh, persona, I guess he would, I would say that because people like them, you know, mm-hmm. so we, we're willing to overlook some things because we like them as people, yeah. you know, they're just likable guys. So when I look at Tyrese Maxey, his ceiling to me is maybe he might, he might steal an all-star game or two, but I don't have superstar vibe like everybody else. Yeah. You know, his game is predicated upon how much Harden is willing, willing to relieve the, the will of the team. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he can playing with Harden, he's gonna be had an opportunity to get 20 points a game. And he's a he's a scorer. Um, but I don't see what everybody else sees because I think some I think the scope of him is crazy. It's like some people see uh star all-star you know and some people say you know a good role player you know Mm -hmm. so i'm i'm kind of somewhere in the middle um i don't feel like he's just that guy far as like an all-star talent but i feel like he always improves and he loves the game so he's a solid player no i I think that is that's a really good analogy Mm -hmm. that's a really good comparison that you made because i think it is it's kind of the same with Tyrese and Jalen Hurts in the fact that they say the right things. Yeah. I think part yeah. of the reasons why people like Jalen Hurts is because he speaks the part of franchise player and lead court, you know. And th- both that- of these guys are guys that work hard. And yeah, we know hard- Philly Philly loves guys who are going to give yeah. you a hundred percent. Right. Hard working right. guy, willing, you know, he'll he'll t- hold himself accountable when he has an off game, willing to say, hey. I need to work harder. He says all the he says all the right things, the, the, right. the both of them, and I think that's what where he gets his popularity. And that scope is real. Like there's really, you know, there. I uh, had a conversation uh, early in the summer when 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 those uh, when those KD rumors, for, trade rumors, first started surfacing. Right. Someone said, "I don't want to trade Tyrese Maxey for Kevin Durant," and I'm like. I like Tyrese Maxey, but I would drive <laughs> that man to the airport myself. If right, it meant right, getting, right. If it meant getting Kevin Durant, you know, it's like I, mm-hmm. I like him. I think right. he's a good kid. He's a popular kid. But if we talking KD, hey, thanks for coming out, Tyrese. You know, I appreciate now, you. For me, with Maxey, like, and JB, you've heard me say this yeah. before. Mm-hmm. I've often kind of compared the role I see him best suited for to. To, to like a Lou Williams or a Ginobili where like that change of pace guard who'd be an ideal six man and play play and they could play the closing minutes. But mm-hmm. the reason I put him in that role was he's not necessarily able to defend his position because he says he's not, a, he says himself, he's not a point guard. He's more of an off ball off guard, mm-hmm. you know, combo guards, but he doesn't really like to do the playmaking part of it as much. He wants to score. Right. So he's almost more of a true two guard, but at six three, mm-hmm. he can't defend the position, which usually says six men. Mm-hmm. Right. So, right. right. I, I mean, and that's the thing about it with both of those guys too. I think I see 
you know, talented players were not superstars, you know, mm -hmm. with him and Jalen, you know, they, they, they don't, they don't show that, that superstar attributes, you know what I mean? Not that, you know, they don't pop up. Like if Tyrese Maxey was six, six, we'd be talking about a different. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If Jalen Hurts was six, five, you know what I'm saying? We'd be having a different conversation with a crazy arm, but, but these guys are just, they're Philly guys, personality wise. They, mm. they put their heads down, they're blue collar, they stay in the gym, they say the right things. But as far as um as far as skill set, Chip, I was with you last year. Um, I was saying that he was he was more suited for that six-man role, that Lou Williams type of role. Mm -hmm. But I think his game has improved to the point where, you know, and plus especially because of this new evolved NBA where you can play four wings and have one center. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So good point. You can always play in this NBA and be fine because you know you got the Cavs that have two small two the backcourt Mitchell and and Gar uh, Garland. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. These guys are six four, six three, or something like that. So you can have it in in the NBA now, but I just feel like the way that he plays the game is more suited for that punch off the bench at this time because he just he's not really a facilitator. I just, I, 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 honestly, I feel like that is more realistic, and I feel like, like I'm not going to challenge your point because I, I see what you're saying, but I feel like at this point now, this city, this fan base would think Tyrese Maxey coming off the bench is a step back. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. like, really not happy. Yeah, like how, <laughs> how do you like you have to have you have to have a a, a bona fide. But because I mean, let's let's look at it. I mean, let's, let's be honest. You know, is say whatever you want about the player, but when Ben Simmons was here, you know, there was no call for putting uh, Tyrese Maxey as a starting point guard. You know, you, mm -hmm. you know Ben was an All Star every year. You know, yeah. agree, you know, but like, like, and I'll I'll look at it like the Spurs, the Duncan, Ginobili, Parker, Spurs. That was their big three, but mm -hmm. Ginobili was not a starter, but he was still in their big three. So it's not always that you're less important to the team. And sometimes it's just the way the team is built and where way talents are suited. You could be more beneficial to the team in a different role. I, I hear you. See, once again, you, you, you make it sense. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it, you're not wrong. Right. I just, the fans you know, might get a little emotional yeah, about it. Oh, a, yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to feel like it's a setback. You know what I mean? So Because, you know, fans are fans. So. Because our fans is, you know, us, we all Philly fans. Our fans, mm. is our, they're, they're not reasonable. <laughs> we're not reasonable as fans sometimes. We don't want, the, want, the, want exactly what's best for the team. And what will be best for the team, especially last year, was him coming off the bench. Because our bench was horrible. You mm -hmm. know, but this year we got a better bench. So it's like we'll be able to, we'll be able to manage to finish around with him. Mm -hmm. So in your eyes, you look at you look at how last season ended and then the moves that they made for this season. Would you call this season an upgrade? Did Is this a better roster to start this season than the way the roster was built, last, the way last season ended? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, you moved the needle a little bit, but it wasn't enough to be in championship contention. You know, you moved the needle a little bit, but when I look around, mm -hmm. everybody, in, everybody in the East moved the needle. So essentially, you're going to be at the same spot as you were because you upgraded, but everybody upgraded. Mm -hmm. So your upgrade is going to put you the same place basically that you was last year. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry to say that, but as of as the roster is constructed now, and I think the moves that they made um, at the end of preseason and um, 
were telling that they still are looking to bring people in because now they have, yeah. they have a roster with 14 players, which mm -hmm. means that you have always had that room and salary cap to bring in somebody else uh, when, when you find necessary. So I feel like they still know they need another piece. Um, so, you know, I, I don't think they're stupid. They're going to say all the right things in the media. But as far as uh, winning a championship, you, you don't have a championship roster right now, in my opinion. And that's a very good point about that open roster spot because uh, they they had to waive one player, right. and and they waived two, Bassey and Isaiah Joe. Right. So they could have kept one of them, but they chose to open up a roster spot instead. So it will be interesting to see what they do with that. Mm -hmm. But that's I'm gonna switch gears. Real that's that optionality. <laughs> Remember that word, that optionality that uh, Hinky used to talk about. You know, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, there, there's room to, you know, they're, they're not necessarily tied to any type of, like, any type of mentality. You know, they have the roster that they have, but they put it where they're not necessarily handcuffed by the moves that they made. You know, there's mm -hmm. roster spots. There's, they're not, they're not terribly over the cap where, you know, there there's moves that can be, there's moves that can be made. There's players that can be moved that, you know, let's mm -hmm. see how the season starts. Let's see how we get into it. And then we can make, we can try and make a move. So I got one last basketball question. Then we're going to switch gears for a couple minutes before we got to get, get, let you out of here. Cause I know you got to go soon, but yeah. um, last basketball question for you. What do you think Tobias Harris's long-term outlook with this team is? Because he's the one guy who, if you want to keep your core together, you could move and get value. But he's also a really solid basketball player. He may not be worth the contract relatively, but he's a good basketball player. Right. So where do you see things headed with Tobias Harris? What What do you think would be the ideal situation with for him? Um, ideal situation is. Does he have like a year left in his contract? He's, or? he's got this year and next year. Mm -hmm. I mean, use him as trade bait, man, right now if you can, to lower somebody uh, a more value for the team. He's a solid player, man. But um, for what he makes, mm -hmm. to be a fourth and fifth option for what he makes just doesn't make much sense for us. Um, we always try to figure out how good he could be. And Jimmy Butler <laughs> said it best. <laughs> Y'all giving up, y'all giving up, y'all gave me up for Tobias. Tobias Harris better than me. It's just like, you know, that just hunts me because he's not close to the player, um, a caliber player as Jimmy Butler. But yet, you know, the decisions that were made, and now he's kind of handcuffed us, man. We would have mm -hmm. loved to probably try to get rid of him for more value for somebody younger or more talented or somebody that's just uh, comparable to the contract. But teams are smart. they like, he's not we all know he's not worth that. We all know why mm -hmm. he's not that. Mm -hmm. So, of course, you know, I like him as a player. If we can get him less value, like uh, if we can get the contract restructured somehow or, you know, take him on with less numbers, then I'd love to have him because at a fourth, fifth spot, you know, he's a, he's a, he's an asset. Mm -hmm. he's getting paid like he's a top three spot, and that's just not – that's not that's not what it is. He's getting Maxi. Maxi's that guy that took in his role, but Maxi's not getting his Tobias-type money. Right. Mm -hmm. Jimmy finished Tobias when he made when he made that line. As soon oh, as he said that, I'm like, 
Tobias can't. I'm, I'm sitting like Tobias can't come back. You know, like what do you, what, what do you, what do you say to that? Whole team probably looking at him say same way we shaking our heads looking down. That's what the team was saying. We was like, oh, <laughs> right, right. It hurt. That know, hurt for me. That that hurt. Right, exactly, it hurt. And you know they're talking about how how Jimmy and Joel are good friends. Like Joe, Joel had to call Jimmy. He's like, you know that wasn't right. Right, you know, you know that's my team. Why, why you do my man like that? You why ain't you had to do my man like that. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't had to do that. Yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. But come on, man, you can't say that. I got to play with this guy. He's not going anywhere. Nobody's taking that contract. Nobody, man. Mm-hmm. Nobody. We stuck, man. We stuck. Only contract harder to move in the, than that in the NBA is Russell Westbrook. But... Ooh, that's a brick. That's an anchor right there. <laughs> It ain't going nowhere, man. But, Kel, before we get you out of here, let's real quick, let's switch gears. What do you think about the Eagles start so far? I know you've been watching. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, I've been – I'm. it's football season for me right now. I, I mm-hmm. snuck a little baseball in the other day because the playoffs, Red October, what have you. Um, but I'm just totally geared in play-by-play with the Eagles. Mm-hmm. I am excited about the 5-0 five on, five on start. But I am very objective. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like I, I don't. I'm very alarmed by these one quarter uh, explosions, mm. and then the rest of the game is kind of stagnant. So I'm very alarmed by that. I'm very alarmed when I see guys like Malata and Slay come out the game constantly. Um, and I think this def- this game, this Eagles team is surviving by his defense right now. Mm-hmm. Um, our Denny on offense is being able to sustain and eat up the clock at this time. We're not, we're not having um, as explosive plays as we had the first two weeks of the season, um, which is kind of alarming for me, but you know, of course, five and no, it's, it's kind of hard to pick with five and no, but if you're really looking at it, the way we're winning games, it's not like a, like Buffalo still looks like a way scarier team than us. Kansas city looks mm-hmm. like a way scarier team than us, but we're mm-hmm. projected higher as them in the power rankings right now, but just, putting eyes on it's like yo we're really not that elite team yet we got a lot we got a lot of work to put in still now you got dallas coming in this week dallas is playing with a backup quarterback they're banged up their 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 offensive line is banged up you know they dallas you know they're 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 leaking you know they're they're a wounded animal is there anything the eagles could do this weekend with a win against Dallas on nationwide television that could possibly change your overview of this team. You know, you see, you see the five and zero, but you have concerns. Is there anything that could change that this Sunday? Oh yeah, for sure. It's how you win for me, mm-hmm. you know, how you win for give me more confidence. See Dallas is right now set up. What's the engine on that team right now is their defense, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So now, since they got that, they got a pass rush, they got some decent linebackers, got a decent this decent secondary. Mm-hmm. So for me, is how are we how are we handling their defense? If we're if we're able to put up thirty points on this defense and hold them to seventeen or something like that, I'm I'm sold because I know mm-hmm. Dallas is a solid. They're a solid def- defensive team right now. Their offense. It's solid, you know, but it's not nothing that we should be looking at like it's a juggernaut. So I expect the defense to to I, I expect that to cancel out. I expect no more than twenty points from Dallas offense this week. Now, if we can put up thirty points, what I think 
that's a championship caliber team. If we get them 30 to 17 and something like around that 28 to 14, then I'm, you know, I got a different, mm -hmm. I got a different, something different to say next time I talk about the Eagles. The real quick, this, this was from ESPN's Ed Warder earlier today. It appears Dak Prescott participated in his first Cowboys practice since fracturing his right thumb in week one. He was listed as limited. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> so Dak is practicing. Right. But, go away. but he says Cooper Rush is still preparing as though the plan is for him to start. Yeah, yeah. I think it's yeah. no way Dak. I think it's no way where you bring Dak the first game back after, after this guy's 4-0 is the Eagles in a mm -hmm. short week for you. You need a you need a full two weeks of practice before you go, Dak. You got to get the rhythm of the game and all when, that. When is Dallas's bye week? Is their bye week the same week as, as the Eagles? I'm not sure. What's, what's the Dallas bye week? Because I, uh, I, I agree with you. Cal, Cal, I agree with you. Hey, you. You don't bring that man back this week. Nah, not this week. Not, not this not week with, with, with <laughs> the dogs that the Eagles got on that front line. Right. That's not who you want to feed this man to. Yeah, Especially yeah. when the guy that replaced you went 4-0. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I honestly, I would not mind. Yeah, let, right. you know, let Dallas go. Let Dallas deal with that Hardy. You know, do we have a a, a quarterback controversy? You uh, know, Dallas has their bye right before the Thanksgiving game. Okay, so wait a minute. They have a so they'll end up having a, a week and a half. They have a game on October thirtieth, and then they play a game on the thirteenth. Mm -hmm. No, oh no, that's before the Thanksgiving game. Thanksgiving, okay. they're actually on a short week. Yeah, they play they on the play 20th and the, yeah, they're playing on the 20th and then the 24th. Right. That's okay. 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 So yeah, Dallas. Yeah, I was about to say, if you, you won't give I Dallas read that wrong. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, that's crazy. I, like people be up in arms. Like, like you, so they, you didn't they miss. play they play us, the Lions, the Bears, then have a bye. Yeah. Maybe the Bears is when you bring him back. Because that Lions defense is, is, is a lot better than, than people yeah. are giving it credit for. Lions defense is, is as not so much. Ball. I mean, they play tough, but they're giving up the most points of the league or close they, to they it. They just, yeah, they just happen to score a lot, too. Yeah, that's yeah, the thing yeah. with the Lions. Their offense mm -hmm. is competitive this year, their defense still has a lot of holes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not they, sure. Well, they fly around. They really fly around. It's just mm -hmm. that they play hard. Yeah, I guess the numbers don't lie. You know, numbers don't lie in this case. Numbers don't lie. I don't know if I'd put him back against. Uh... But yeah, I wouldn't bring him back against the Eagles. Either the Lions or the Bears. Give them a, a little bit better, more time to prepare. Right. And you know, a little bit less and, and, and advanced this, defense to go right, against. And, and just think about you know the narrative. If he if this guy was four zero. And now Dak comes back against the Eagles and loses. Mm -hmm. right? So it's, mm -hmm. it's now it becomes a bigger controversy. Now it's really not because it's like you play the money. But then it's like, hold on, Dak, the two games you played this year, we lost. The other mm -hmm. four, we – so I, I I feel like they want to let Cooper Rush get exposed a little bit, you know, maybe this week and see what he really made of. He might even trade value after this. So I'm interested to see what they're going to do with this because mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's Dallas got really some things to think about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Kel, we're not going to keep you too long. I know you're a busy man. Really do appreciate you coming on with us tonight. We're going to have to do this again. Oh, for sure, man. I had a lot of, I definitely got a lot of fun with you guys, man. I'm a fan of the show for sure.
I appreciate uh, that. Real quick, where can people uh, tell us real quick about your podcast and where people can reach you? Well, we had a lady and some dudes podcast. We're on like all the streaming uh, formats, man. So if you guys want to check us out after you check out Jonesy and Brown, we hear from weekly. So come check us out, man. A lady and some dudes. That's what's up. Make, make sure you check that out. That's a good podcast. Like I was trying to check that out before the show when they said you was coming on, man. There you go. <laughs> you are, you have now you have now jumped to the top of my list of acceptable copping people. Right? <laughs> there's, there's not a lot of good. There, there's not a lot of people on that list. In fact, it's it's a two it's a two person list. All right, it's Kel and and, and you remember uh, Jones. You remember Coach Ron? Coach mm -hmm. Ron Sizer. Uh, his uh, his daughter just went to uh, just went to copping. Okay. So okay. There you go. That's 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 the list right there. Hey man, I'm glad you missed. Coach Rod's daughter is, yeah. is over at, is over at copy. That's that's the list of acceptable copying people. That's it. Yeah, yeah. That's I get it, man. I get it, man. It's bad blood, man. But we good. <laughs> we good, Brown. We good. <laughs> I appreciate you, though. I appreciate you. I got a lot of respect for you. Thank you for coming on the show, man. Man, I appreciate, uh, appreciate you, guys, you, man. You guys take care. Uh, you too. Later. All right. All right, that everybody. Was question, that was Kelvin Green. That's my yeah. man. That, that was good, man. That was good. Now you said they used to call you. They used to call you Chip. Uh, you, 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 so you heard him say that. I heard him trip. say. You I caught heard that. him say it. Yeah, okay. You knew I was gonna catch that. So yeah, you, you, this, you, this is what happens. We have people I've known most of my life. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So my I'm named after my father. Okay. My, my grandmother decided I was a chip off the old block. Oh, okay. That's that, cool. That's, that's where, all right. That's where most people who get called that got it from. All right. I'm, but you know, I don't, I don't know. It's like maybe maybe you was a little heavier as a child. You used to like uh, eat potato chips. You know, I, I don't know. Unlike maybe. Charles Edward Kelly Jr., I'm not a grown man who walks up uh, to people and says, "Hi, my name is Chip." So uh, you know. See, why you gotta take that man did nothing to you? Well, yes, he did. Yes, he well, did. He's he done nothing to you recently. He's done nothing to you over the last couple of years. Doesn't Since matter. He's been banished from this city. Banished from the city all the way to the West Coast. <laughs> Jones, oh, you gonna man. watch any baseball this uh this weekend? Oh, absolutely. Got to, I got I'm I to, I've been watching. I, I, I gotta admit this, man. I, I'm I'm willing to admit I'm willing to use our platform to admit that I I didn't have a lot of faith in the Phillies. So I, I didn't. I'm, I'm, I, I'm glad you. I'm glad you did this mm -hmm. because I I thought about calling you out uh -huh. on you know reposting one of those Phillies mm -hmm. or Doogies yeah. or Phillies or Doogie again. Yeah, yeah. Type yeah. posts because yeah. I, I know you were you were good for posting them as the the season was ending. Yeah, and they yeah. were losing games and yes. things got tight. Yes, they were. Here's the thing. But now they're what three and one to start the postseason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Back then I didn't want them. Now they're hot. I'm all on them. You know, it's. I will put it to you like this, and I have never been one to shy away from admitting that I was wrong. But there were people in the social media streets talking about Philly talking. In the wild card round, talking mm -hmm. about Phillies in two, 
and I was looking at them like they had lost their minds. I'm like, have you seen how this team played down the stretch? Mm-hmm. But they won in two. Yeah, they they won in two. They all they weren't people, supposed to win in two. All those people who who predicted a Philly sweep, mm-hmm. you know, my hat is off to them. But, but I thought that this my my expectations was this was going to be game number one hundred and six and one hundred and seven. Uh, one sixty six and one sixty seven. What was it one? How many games is it in the season? One sixty five. One sixty two. Right? 162. Then this would be games 163 and 164. Mm-hmm. Just two extra games, and now the season's over. They just got to play it, you know, just a couple extra games. Well, I thought the Phillies was going to get cooked. I well, admit it. Well, I here's, wrong. The, here's the big difference, though. Mm-hmm. This September, when the Phillies were losing games, mm-hmm. even though they were losing games and it felt like some of those previous years where they fell fell apart in August and September towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The big difference, in my opinion, was that Aaron Nola personally did not have his September collapse. Okay, He was pitching well. Mm-hmm. So going into that playoff series, having Nola and Wheeler, oh, well, in, in other order, Wheeler, then Nola on the mound, yeah. gives you a chance against mm-hmm. anybody. I look not necessarily I, saying you're going to win, mm-hmm. but if those two guys are going well, you got a shot. I was down on the Phillies for ten innings of that wild card weekend. <laughs> no, no, in fact, no, 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 it's the opposite. Uh, other than ten innings, uh, you know mm-hmm. that first game, I'm sitting there like I have no clue what people were talking. Because the first game, they pulled it out in the ninth. In the ninth, yeah. And I'm just sitting there like, bro, all these people talk about Phillies and two. This is the team I've been watching. Phillies going Philly. That's what Mm -hmm. I thought. I thought the Phillies were Phillying the way they had Phillied all September. Now, granted, yes, Nola played good ball down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Really seen seen to work it out. But I'm just like, bro, it's... It's you know this is going to be like like 2007. You know everyone talks about that Phillies playoff run, and they act like it began in 08 when they won the championship. People don't talk mm. about 07 when they got swept by when the Rockets. Mets collapsed. Yeah, when the Mets collapsed, they kind of like they did this the year. End. Yeah, but it's not even as it's not like for but me it, personally, I can't even enjoy it like I used to. Like I, I've all. That's the best thing about Facebook memories. All my posts over the years making fun of the Mets as they collapse down the stretch. I've all just come back, you know, all September. <laughs> all the posts over the years of me making fun of Mets fans as the Mets collapse. Mm-hmm. But this year, it, I, I felt like I couldn't enjoy it like I used to because it wasn't the Phillies taking advantage of it. It was the Braves catching it was the Braves catching and, and 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 despite the fact that the Mets collapsed like they do almost every year, you know it, they still play well against the Phillies. They beat up on us all season long, so it's not like I could make I could say too much. And then when we go into the weekend, I'm sitting there like, Mets about to you know, Mets about to move on, mm-hmm. and we about to move on in the other direction. But lo and behold, here we are. 
and we came back and we won the first game of the uh of the Brave series. We got two home baseball games this weekend. Exactly. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be good, bro. It's gonna be good. I'm I'm sad. I'm I'm I feel like if I use this podcast, if I use this medium that we have and admit when I was wrong, then I can jump back and forth on the bandwagon. I could be a, I could be a flip-flop. I feel like if I own being wrong, if I say, hey, I thought A when it was really B, then now I can come back on the next show if, you know, if the Phillies pull it out and beat the Braves. I mean, as I long as you're cool with being called a front runner and a bandwagon fan, but if you're if, okay with accepting those labels, then sure. Have I not owned being wrong? This you is did. not like you know. But, that, I, I, but, that, I, but that's the definition of a bandwagon we fan. We didn't. We didn't even talk Phillies. You know, this fall, we, we barely talked. We barely talked Phillies all so season. I, yeah. So here's the thing: is like. Unless you follow us on social media at Jonesy and Brown, at BITW Sports, at JLB from DVM, all on Twitter. You know, if, if you follow us, you'll see all the posts. And yes, you know, I was always, hey man, Phillies is dookie. When they was out there getting cooked, getting beat by Arizona, you know, by the mm-hmm. Mets, you know, the Cubs. The Cubs. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was absolutely on 6 against the Cubs in the second half. Look, I don't delete posts. So all those negative Phillies posts are all still on my timeline on Twitter. Mm-hmm. They're still there. I didn't delete them. You can hold me to them. When the Phillies lost to the Cubs, I was like, man, these dudes are dookie. I said this. Exact I words. Even, I didn't even. I didn't Act, even. Those were the exact words. That's not censoring for the podcast. No, I, I was like, oh, they're dookie. That's what they are. Said they were dookie with corn in it. That's what. That's what they are. That's what they played like. But nonetheless, I, I owned it. I admitted it. So therefore, next week when I have my Phillies shirt on and my Phillies hat on, and I'm talking about Bryce Harper for MVP again and Aaron Nola for Cy Young or whatever, or you know, talking about how they how they they will fare in the NLCS, you can't. Well, if you want to call me a front runner, fine. I'm still going. I'm gonna do it. That's that's fine. I'm just saying, accept the label. I'll be that, that. That is the definition of a front runner or if, a bandwagon well, fan. Whatever, man. If that label comes along with my baseball team moving on for a chance to play for a pennant, I'll take mm-hmm. it. Because, you know, me personally, uh-huh. as a fan, yes, in private with other fans, uh-huh. yeah, I'll admit my team stinks. Yeah. I'll never do it publicly. No, man. Whatever, man. I'll put- I, I don't. I don't put the. It's it's, it's like when you're beefing with your brother. Mm-hmm. You do it at home. You don't do it in the streets with everybody to watch. Now that you know, I, no, I, I I see your point. I don't know if I agree with that. If if I agree with that analogy, uh, unless, but I see. I see. Uh, I mean, again, unless their I, I offense was so egregious that you like. Like when you let Chip Kelly coach the team, 
I have to back. I have to, you know, berate you publicly because your offense is so egregious. You know, but if if but if it's just a matter of we are technically still in the playoff position, we're just struggling a little bit. I can't abandon ship. They got Not I didn't, publicly. Well, here, well, well, well. See, I I disagree with the note. Like, I don't think I abandoned ship. I just said this ship smells, smells like Dookie. <laughs> so and you were still smell- on the ship. Yeah, I was still on the ship. Like I, just, like I, I, you were just complaining about the like, ship. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I've, I've never abandoned ship. Like, I don't even think I could. I, I think at this point in time now, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, I, I, I am, I am entrenched in these sports. Whereas, I will, you know. There have been times when these teams, all of these teams have gotten me down, down to the lowest, you know, the lowest form of down. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, look, man, I've said, you know, Phillies is dookie. Baseball is dumb. You know, it, those are mm-hmm. comments that I've made. Mm-hmm. But I'm Absolutely still made them. Yeah, yeah, I made them. I said, it. you know. I I I've said it too. Football is dumb. I've also said football football is fake and wrestling is real. That's that's <laughs> another take I've said. Like football is a scripted sport and is not as real and authentic as professional wrestling. I've it is that. starting to look scripted with some of these rough in the uh, passer calls. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But we're not gonna get into but, that. But, but nonetheless, the the point is. There have been times when these teams that we cheer for, and we all, and you and I, cheer for the same teams Mm -hmm. in this city that we live in, and you and I live in the same city, and we like the same sports. They have let us down, and sometimes you you just gotta you gotta call it like it is. I mean, the Phillies are the losingest sport, losingest team in all of professional sports. Yeah. Like that, they passed ten thousand losses a few years ago. Yes, and I feel like I have. If if the Phillies have ten thousand losses, I feel like I have suffered through like six, seven thousand of them. <laughs> like uh, I'm pretty sure you're not that old. But... I I I know I'm not, but still, like because believe old, it or not. Uh, for a team that's only had what this is their fifteenth playoff appearance in history. Okay, you were alive for most of their playoff appearances. Yeah, yeah. Because well, that well, that team late seventies, early eighties, you might not have been a, able to remember them, mm-hmm. but you were alive for them, and that's four year playoff appearances. The ninety three team 13, takes you to yeah. five. Then the 08 to oh, well, actually, oh, 07, 07 to, to 12. That's five. 12. That's five. That puts you at 10. Mm-hmm. And then this is and 11. then this year, this year is 11. So, yeah, you know, so, so you missed most of the losing. No, uh, there, there's, there's <laughs> imagine look, look, that you missed most of the losing. I, I, I don't feel like it. I, I don't feel like it. That's that's like you know, someone try, after you. After, when you put on your sneakers and you go meet up with Kel 
mm-hmm. and you go run some ball. When you get home and your wife tries to convince you that you're not too tired. When you know you're tired. Oh, I'm still in my pride. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Look, man. I've known you for a couple of years now. I like you a lot, man. I, I've grown to care about you as a friend, man. I, I take your well-being you know, seriously, you're not in your prime. You're old like me. You're not fat like me, but you're old like me, man. I'm a washed up old head. You uh, well, it's, it's, see, you, you know, because you keep your beard a little bit shorter, so you know, I, I oh, the gray the, is the, visible. I, I, I do see the gray. It's just not, you know, it, it ain't me yet. You know, you ain't, you know, you ain't got full, pa- you know, full patches, but it, it's coming, bro. You know, mm-hmm. like 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 me, I, I you know, I, I got a court in the driveway. I go outside, <laughs> shoot me some foul shots every now and then. And that's it. Then I go inside and I take me about a four or five hour nap. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Don't don't ask me to make no moves. Don't ask me to shoot no threes. Don't don't, you know, let me shoot maybe five uh, jump, you know, five foul shots. I'll hit two and then keep it. I'm moving. still nice. I still got it. All right, I'm lying. I'm washed up. But anyway, that's why I need anyway. to get back in shape. But JB, before we get out of here, uh-huh. this is what I need to know from you. Okay. It's Cowboys week. Yes. How do you see it going down? I, everything that is in me, like, I don't know if you could necessarily call this a trap game. But I feel like it's setting up for Dallas to cause some trouble. You know, if there's a game that finally, you know, this team slips up, and I, I don't want it to be Sunday. Dallas is the best defense we've played all year so yes. far. Best defense I I need to, I, I think. Offensively, they're the fifth worst scoring team. I think this is this is the first true test of the observations that you have made about Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Many of them we heard repeated by our yeah. guests. Yes, yeah. Once again, like like I said, I've never argued mm-hmm. with you. You know, I've never said that you were wrong. Never said that I disagreed. I said I, I didn't think that, the, I didn't find them as glaring as you did, but I, but barely, mm-hmm. but I think this is the true test. You're going to see if, you know, does, Jalen Hurts try to stay away from Diggs. Does he test him? Can whatever's going on in the left side, because I don't know at this point, at as of today, I don't know what Jordan Mailata's status is for Sunday. Mm-hmm. I don't either. Apparently he's limited in practice. Yes. We're not but, sure what Dickerson's status is going to be. He came back into the game last week towards the mm-hmm. end. But we'll see if he's able to go this week. I, I looking when you got Michael Parsons on the other side. You need your offensive you line yeah, attack. I, I don't want to go against Michael Parsons with the third string left tackle. Exactly. You know that that I, I, I don't me. feel comfortable with Jake Driscoll trying to block Mike Michael yeah, Parsons. Yeah. Yes, that that scares me. And once again, and, and for the record. 
you know, we something else we've talked about on this show. I hate the Dallas Cowboys because they're making me hate Micah Parsons. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hate Micah Parsons because he's Penn State. I hate the... I hate these these NFC East teams taking Penn State players and making me hate them. It is what it is. He signed the contract. Gotta hate him. Cowboys. Redskin commanders. Giants. Giants. Mm -hmm. All have Penn State guys that I really, really liked in college. Mm -hmm. And now am forced to hate. Such is life. It's not, whatever, man. It, so, but anyway, I agree with you about this game. I think it's yeah. going to be a defensive battle. Be Eagles defense playing well, turning the ball over a lot against, like, I, as I mentioned, the fifth worst scoring offense. Cooper Rush has been a good game manager. He hasn't turned the ball over a lot. Mm-hmm. But it's not as – and he's 4-0 and as a starter. Yes. But they, it's not like they've been lighting up the league offensively. I think to the to the point that Kel made, if the Eagles are able to go out and do what no team has been able to do against Dallas this season and go out and basically really succeed offensively and put a bunch of points on the board, then I think he – I think – as best as he can, Jalen Hurts will have answered the doubters questions. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what needs to happen. Agreed. Jalen Hurts needs to come out and show that he can do some of the good things that he has been able to do in the five previous games against a defense like Dallas. Mm-hmm. I am not sure that he can. I think he'll have somewhat somewhat success. I don't think he's going to come out and I don't think this offense is going to lay an egg. But I think it, I don't know if they blow Dallas out. Oh, I don't see a blowout happening at all. It's yeah, two good, two good defenses. One offense has struggled putting points on the board. The other offense has been streaky. Yeah. So I they, think it, they, I I have it as a twenty four seventeen type game. 24-20, maybe, somewhere in that range. Uh-huh. I, I was thinking 24-17 as well, maybe 27-20. Yeah, uh, something, something like that. So it seems like we're on the same page. Yeah, a, a couple of field goals. I, mm-hmm. I think I, we're going to see a lot of field goals. A I agree. A to kicker. Mm-hmm. couple touchdowns mixed in, but I think yeah. we're going to see a few t- field goals this game. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Who do you got winning? Hmm? Who do you have winning? How many years have we done this show? It's been a couple of years. I'm generally objective, right? You 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 are generally objective. I can I'm, look I'm, I'm never I'm, I'm never afraid to pick against the Eagles if I think the Eagles are going to lose. That is true. That is very very true. I've never picked the Cowboys to win. You've never picked the Cowboys to beat the Philadelphia. Eagles. Look, I hate the Cowboys. I know you hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys even if I, too. Even Nobody if I think, likes them. Even if I think the Cowboys are going to win, I can't pick them. I won't okay. pick them on my fantasy teams. I won't. Uh-huh. I, you I, know what? You've it, never had a you've never had a Dallas Cowboy in your fantasy team. Won't do it. Won't do it. Can't. Won't can't do it. Can't play with them. Can't play with them. 
Like I, I do my research so I make sure I always have multiple options so I don't have to take a cowboy. You don't have to take a cowboy. I, I, I've long retired from fantasy football, but I, I, I have had cowboys on my team. Won't do. I, 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 I respect Mm-mm. that. I can't tell now, you who. You know, I'll, I'll take a giant. I'll take a commander. No cowboys. This is like year three for Jonesy and Brown. Mm-hmm. I, I believe so. Well, year three of Jonesy and Brown. You know, if we start counting offense, defense, and discourse, agree to disagree in our joint one-on-one on, one on one with MJ, even though it was like two of us, one-on-two, <laughs> one-on-two with MJ and, and John Brown. It's, it's still been a couple years, two to it's three years. Few, it's been a few years, but it's yeah. It's been a few years, but you never the Cowboy. That's the one team I won't pick to win. Can't do I, it. I got you. All right. So you got I, I the. Don't, I don't have it in me to pick the Cowboys. Ever. So we'll both say, we'll both go twenty four seventeen, Eagles. Mm-hmm. On Sunday. All right. In fact, just so just so it won't be the same. All right. You go twenty four seventeen. I will go twenty seven twenty. There it is. All right. There you have it. Twenty seven twenty twenty four seventeen. Go birds. Go fly Bills. Eagles fly. Yes. Red October. Yes. Sixers about to get underway. Before we before we talk again, the Sixers will be underway. Season game. opens Tuesday night against Boston. Yeah. Oh man. And that that's a train wreck right there. That's a train oh, wreck right there. We're definitely gonna have to get into that one. I might have to call AG soon. Oh goodness. Yeah, we we, we gotta get into that. We 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 gotta we got we might have to talk some real like NBA. Gotta Get a good panel going. Mm-hmm. We'll figure it out. We'll figure. We will. Of course. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let us know what you think of this podcast. Hit us up Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Jonesy and Brown or at BITW Sports. Remember, you can download this podcast. Get it wherever you get your podcast. Go to bitwsports.com. All the links are there, so you can find, figure out wherever you go. SoundCloud, Anchor, iHeartRadio, we're there. TuneIn Radio, all the links are right there on bitwsports.com. That's Mike Jones over there. That's John Brown over there. Yeah, I, that's right. See, I thought that's what we're doing. Now, so I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to set that up. For you. you know, every now and then, you know, the big man throws up a good pass. Uh, you know, that, that was a lob for you. Mr. I still got it. Mr. I'm still in my prime. I threw you a lob right there. You got to be quicker than that. I'm a point guard. I throw the lobs. I understand, but look, man. (laughs) I can pass out a double team, man. I got good court vision. Good court court vision never goes away. I'll give you that one. Exactly. I got that. You know, I I ain't got much, but I got that. All right, (laughs) y'all. Y'all have a good weekend. Enjoy the sports. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace, y'all. You feeling this podcast? To hear this more, go to soundcloud.com slash B-I-T-W sports or on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and search Best in the World Sports. You're listening to Jonesy and Brown. Brown.